The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Thursday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials, go there, join the militia. Syracuse extends a six-point halftime lead to a 16-point lead four minutes into the second half after a Joe Girard three. And for once this year, a team is very cold from three. The Hokies went three for 19, and the Orange take home the W82-72. You'll hear from us, we'll hear from you a little bit in fan feedback, and we give you our picks as Syracuse hosts Notre Dame in the Dome this Saturday at 7 o'clock on the ACC Network. You did not hear a, a pop top on a can, and, and I would have done it, but I didn't think it was right. Joe is not with us tonight, but fear not. We got... Virginia Tech student, our boy, longtime friend of the show, listener, all around good guy, Giovanni Heater. Giovanni, what's up, buddy? Hey, thanks for having me. I uh, I thought about it too. I was like, uh, do I do I bring a Pepsi or something <laughs> on the show? And I just felt it would not be right because that is Joe's thing. And uh, but we're gonna have a good time anyways, even though we will miss Joe. Yeah, I'll, I'll do I'll, my best to fill in. Missing, missing Joe tonight. He'll he'll be back with the regular scheduled program. Hopefully Sunday. He had uh, he had conflicting arrangements. And in, in in this always takes a backseat to family stuff. So uh, he's As doing stuff. As yeah, he's doing stuff with the family. I was gonna. I thought about for a second going at it alone, and I'm like, you know what? Let me. You know what? This might work out. The timing is just right for Giovanni to come on and talk because he's a Syracuse fan, living in Blacksburg, going to Virginia Tech. So let me ask you. Uh, he's rocking a Tech hoodie right now, and that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But I gotta say, so now Syracuse pulls off a win, whether it be football, basketball. You walk around campus with your chest puffed out a little bit, wearing orange, or you just put that thing on and try to blend in. Well, so I guess this is like everyone always asks me, who, who do you root for when these two play? And ever, I mean, everyone knows I grew up a diehard Cuse fan, uh, grew up going to games in the Dome and everything. So um, this is how I always put it. I honestly root for whoever needs the game more. I thought last night Tech needed it more because they were on the verge of losing five straight uh-huh. and like everything's starting to fall apart there. Um so last night, I kind of rooted for Tech. But, you know, my heart, even as the game goes, like last year, I thought Tech needed it more in football because they still had a chance at the Coastal Division. And after the first quarter, I was like, man, forget this. My heart's with Cuse, you know, and I wanted Cuse to win that game. And I was calling that game. So uh, I feel like I'm always, I always end up rooting for Cuse. But, um, you know, the longer I go to school there, I'm sure that'll, that'll start to change. And I honestly, whoever needs it more, um, to have a better season is at that point is who I usually root for. Yeah, so Virginia Tech drops five in a row. I was a little nervous about this game. Their previous four losses were actually pretty tight. I think there was a two-pointer, a three-point game, nothing above five. Um, yeah. Nothing, nothing over five points is a, is a losing margin for Virginia Tech in in any of the past four games and obviously all conference games without couture since boston college that game went into overtime and you know they're struggling they're struggling without him i don't know what this game looks like with him but you got to imagine it's going to be a little bit better they were really cold last night and we'll get into we'll get into all that we'll get into it okay almost i'm almost jumping ahead and then i don't usually do that that's usually a joe thing so let's (laughs) let's do this Let's head to the montage, and then we'll talk it out. Here's what Coach had to say following the win. 
they did a great job of getting the ball inside and you know it took us a long time before we made some adjustments and made some plays keeping it out of there uh, I thought Jesse had some opportunities there that he didn't take advantage of but offensively he still isn't where he was in the beginning of the year he, even the second half he had two or three times down there with a 6'5 guy on him and he's he should finish those I thought the guards were really good Samir gave us a really good first half but Joe and Judah were really really good defensively offensively they were good Joe was really good one of, one of the best games I've seen him play here uh, he was really effective they're a really physical team when they were down 20 they just started coming after us and you know, we didn't handle it as well as we should have. We missed a couple layups, but we had done a pretty good job defensively with the three-point line, and when it got to 10, 11, 12 there, they had a couple open threes, but they hadn't made one, and, you know, they missed them. That's a little bit lucky and a little bit that they didn't establish any rhythm there. But they're a good team. The games they've lost, they could have won all of them. They, they could could have won two, three, or all four of the games they lost. So they're a good team. They're better with Couture when he gets back. That'll, you know, he's a really good player. Jim, what did you think of Malik Brown coming off the bench, giving you the move? You know, he's playing starters minutes both games. It, it doesn't matter who starts. It matters who's playing and who's, you know. He stays around the basket. That's that's what he does, and that's where the ball is, and that's where you get some rebounds. Benny wants to play out 15 to 18 feet, and there's no rebounds out there. And, you know, Malik is doing what we need him to do. Benny had just eight minutes on the court tonight. How's he feeling? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I don't know how he's feeling. Go ask him. He's not happy. <laughs> Nobody's happy when they don't play well. Was there a reason you only played him eight minutes? Is he yeah. still feeling any of the illness, or was it something yeah, No. He didn't play well. You earn your minutes. If somebody plays well, they're going to play more minutes. That's the way it works. He's had, uh, he had, he's been sick. He's a little weak, but he had a really good day of practice. First day back, looked really good. But he's focused on shooting jump shots and He's not a good enough shooter to shoot a lot of jump shots, and he, we need him to rebound and uh, play defense, and he's capable of doing that, um, and he has to do that for us to be successful. Peter Carey was on crutches tonight. What's the Peter's going to – he had a procedure done, same as he had on his other knee last year. He won't be able to play. He'll, have, he'll take a medical red shirt this year which is probably good for him anyway because he needs to get bigger and stronger. But it's the same thing he had on the other knee, and it worked. The procedure he had worked last year, so we think it will work this year. Coach, a couple of possessions. Jesse Edwards didn't really step up. He had not talked to him about putting his hand up. Yeah, up. whatever. There was a lot of those. Is there maybe a defensive lapse in judgment for him? Well, what do you think? <laughs> They got 44 points inside. I don't think that's a good thing. All right. The always entertaining Bayheim post-game press conferences. So, uh, look, Syracuse turned it on the second half, much like they've done all year. And you can say what you want about Coach and this team, but there's a couple things that they do week in and week out. And that is they, they keep their heads up and, and they never give up, and they always come out strong in the second half. The difference in this game was only being down by six at halftime instead of 20 uh, really helped out. So, um, you know, they come out strong in the second half, but it was all Justin Mutz. He was phenomenal in the beginning of this game. And as we talked in the preview for this, you know, we knew that from past games and experiences that Justin Mutz is a problem. And he, he handled it. But they, they made some adjustments, and they were able to take them out. And with them going, what, three for 19 from downtown, that was, that was it. They couldn't, they couldn't bring themselves back in. I think it was up to 22 points at one point. And, and to Syracuse's credit, I think that <clears throat> this is the one game 
out of the last five that Tech have, has lost, um, where with Hunter Couture, I still don't think they win this game. Um, Hunter Couture is a great three-point shooter. I mean, we saw it in the ACC tournament. That's why he was the ACC tournament MVP. Dropped like 35 against Duke. He mm-hmm. couldn't miss a three. He's a great three-point shooter, but for a team to go three for 19 and shoot 16% from beyond the arc, and they hit a garbage. Bazili hit a garbage time one with like six, two seconds left. Um, before that, they were sub 10%, which is like insane. So um, I think this is the one game out of the last five that even if Tech has Bazili, they still don't win. I think that's a lot of credit to Syracuse to how well SU played, and they put up 82 points. If you put up 82 points, you're in a good good position to win no matter what. And Syracuse not generally throwing up that many points anyway, but they, I mean, offense won it for them a couple games ago, and they won it for them this game, and, you know, not for anything, Joe Girard has had a time the past few games. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people... Can, you know, you can, you can have your criticisms of, of any player and, you know, a lot of times they're legit, but Joe's biggest thing for me is inconsistency. You know, we, you know, all the rumblings, you've been on Twitter, you, you've heard it all. You've seen the, the feedback on, on our posts and things like that. But Joe, the past four games, 24 against tech, 19 against Virginia, 28 against Louisville, 24 against Boston college. And he just is, you know, might take him a minute to turn it on. I don't think he scored. It took him 10 minutes in the Virginia game to score. And it takes him a little bit to turn it on. But, boy, when he gets going, he gets going. And him being at the two with the way Mintz has been handling the ball and he's getting more comfortable, I just feel like those two, and that's unfortunately why we haven't seen a ton of Samir. And Joe was saying, you know, a couple episodes ago, I mean, we we want to see Samir on the floor, and there's there's times for him to come in. You know, he comes in for eight minutes, does a fantastic job, hits a three, uh, mm-hmm. grabs grabs a rebound, and, and gets a steal. So, um, I mean, unfortunately, that's going to kind of be his role, I think, as long as Joe and in. Um, Judah are, are playing the way they're playing. Because, yeah. Because how can he take them out when they're playing like that? Right. And and the, the thing about Joe that last night was so telling, um, I mean, he did go three for seven from downtown, but the bulk of his scoring didn't come from beyond the arc. I mean, he was showing what he could do off the dribble. He had a couple of and ones on the inside, and I really liked he kept shooting those like free throw line area jumpers. He had a couple of them where he would drive and just kind of pull up um, and I think last night Joe showed that there is more to his game than this chuck it up from way deep. Those The, the, the stuff that kind of frustrates Syracuse fans sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he showed last night that there's more to his game than that. Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, uncharacteristically, though, should be mentioned, he went one for four from the line, which is not like Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, and they're, they're free throw shooting, and, you know, thankfully it hasn't had to come down to that too many times this year. They were they were good really to start the year. They've kind of struggled here as of late, but the thing is getting there and they're plus one on the boards, which they should have been. Way I think they should have been more than that. But I mean, it's Syracuse, right? Right. So um the 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 late in the so you don't think they win first you don't think they win even with Couture. Now I think it's questionable, but I mean we're playing it's we're playing ifs and buts right here. So um Here's the thing with Couture. Couture is, besides Mutz, Mutz is probably the best defender. Couture is by far and away the best um, Shooter. backcourt defender that this oh, team okay. has. Okay. And he at times he can be the best shooter, but he is by far the best backcourt defender. Mike Young, Virginia Tech's head coach, has said that time and time again. This is literally how they go about when they're prepping for a team. Okay, who's the best backcourt offensive player that this team has for Syracuse? A lot of the time, it's either Judah Mintz or Gerard. All right, Hunter Couture is on him, 100%. So maybe Gerard doesn't have the same 24-point production that he did last night if he's being faced up against uh, Hunter Couture. But at the same time, I would say, like, oh, if you bring in Couture, well, it gives Sean Padula and um, MJ Collins um, and Darius Maddox more opportunity to actually get rest. Uh, Because up to this point, I mean, Padula last night still played all 40 minutes. Those guys Mm -hmm. don't get rest. But... Maddox only played 30 because Rodney Rice made his debut. And that's why Tech had Rodney Rice for the first time last night, who played 29 minutes in his first college game, which is kind of unheard of. Um, I just, 
it's not like you could say that if Couture comes in, other guys get rest and stuff. It, it just didn't work out that way. I don't think Couture makes enough of a difference where where Tech. I mean, they were down by twenty something at one point. So yeah, I, I think Hughes takes it either way. Yeah, and Rodney Rice, you know, it's his first game, so he was nursing an injury or something from the off season, right? Coming into the season. Yes, he got hurt um, actually at the end of his high school career, and uh, it was an ankle injury. And uh, yeah, he's been rehabbing it. This was his literally his Virginia Tech debut. So yeah, uh, four star guy, four star. Which for Tech, that's a, he was one of the more highly touted recruits they've had in a while. So it was pretty awesome. Yep, uh, people are excited about him. Uh, three steals, I think, is probably his highlight. But um, went one for nine from the field, though. Yeah, but. zero for five from three. But yeah. Uh, so, uh, but moving on, I mean, Malik Brown didn't start. Okay, now here's the. This is the always the controversy, and you heard Coach say there. It doesn't matter. I mean, we've said this in um, came from Joe, but it didn't come from Coach. But it's funny that Coach says that and Joe's not here. Uh, it it doesn't matter who you start. Okay, it, because, um, right. you know, Malik Brown is getting 34 minutes last night to Benny's nine. Okay. Right. And, uh, our eight. and Chris only played 10. Chris only, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wild. I, yeah. And, and they're still starting. So, I mean, what do you do? Now, now let's just talk your, your favorite five. Okay. Because I liked. I mean, and it's always going to be different. It's going to be different game to game. This is a matchup thing. But last night, what what Coach had with uh, Judah Mintz and Joe Girard, um, Justin Taylor, Malik Brown, and then, obviously, Jesse Edwards was great. Okay? Yeah. Um, Jesse's been struggling. And, you you know, there was times earlier in the year where Jesse's scoring, I think against Notre Dame last time, he scored 22 or something like that, the last time we played. So, right. you know, against good competition and ACC talent. So I don't know what it is about Jesse. He's just kind of off the radar a little bit, but he's still grabbing rebounds, which is what we need him to do. And you heard Coach talking about, you know, Benny and um, – what Benny needs to do and the difference with Malik Brown. Malik Brown's just a just a more determined kind of um scrappy guy. He's doing Maybe all- that's maybe that's why Beheim has him on the bench, right? I mean he could be. All of a sudden you put a guy in the starting lineup, maybe they get and I'm not saying that he would, I'm just saying maybe a guy gets complacent. And the thing that's keeping Malik playing like that and, and you saw it was the pit game, but um Quadir Copeland like just made the most of his minutes Absolutely, and it forced yeah. Beheim to keep him in the game. Yeah. And he ended up being super scrappy that game, pulling down those rebounds. Then he hits this and one three and that brought Syracuse back into that pick game. I think if you keep a guy like Malik Brown on the bench uh, or Justin Taylor, it just fuels their hunger. And I don't know, maybe that's part of Beheim's mindset at this point um, with the couple of bad games that Benny and Chris have had in comparison to Brown and Taylor. I just think that could be. I mean, obviously, it's probably a little bit of that. But I think too, coach is just waiting for them to 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 show us what they do in practice. I mean, true. There's that too. You know, Who practices better? Yeah. yeah. And obviously, he he said Benny. He said Benny had a good practice, but he yanked him. He look the you'll get the start, but you're gonna get the hook too, and the hook's right. gonna come Short quick. Leech. I mean, yes, exactly. So, um, Malik Brown is p- playing um, phenomenal basketball past couple of games, and he's getting thirty plus. He's getting Ben getting thirty plus minutes, eleven points, eight rebounds, and or excuse me, I'm off. That's not right. Twelve rebounds. So his first double double of the season, and yeah. um, just a scrappy player who is not afraid to get down in the mud. And he's one of those guys that's going to uh, fight for everything. And it's like, like Dolajai, yeah, kind of, yeah, a like, little bit. Like Coach said, like Coach said, you know, without taking the hits. I mean, Dolajai took the hits, bro. That's I, true. I, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if any. I don't know if anybody takes the hits like Dolajai. I mean, uh, Judah puts himself out there in, in some 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 dicey situations, but um, Dolajai, man, he was a he was a, a glutton for punishment in that guy. Um, yeah. But uh, 
You know, you got Malik Brown, who's developing before our eyes, and I think that he's been integral in, in the past couple games, and despite the loss against Virginia, it wasn't as bad as that could have been. And, you know, this game started slow again. I mean, we're all at the point where we should be used to that, I think. Um, but I don't know what to, you know, Benny was not only, he's only what, the Louisville game? Was it the Louisville game that he was really good? Yeah. We're, we're not that yep. far. We're not that far removed from that Louisville game when um, he sc- scored. No, it wasn't Louisville. I don't think it was Louisville. Let's see. Of course, I would have not have this pulled up. But um, we're not that far removed from from a game recently where I mean he just he had his best game of the season, and um, it was Boston College, sixteen points. Was it okay? Yeah, yeah. and he had in the uh, dome. He a, yeah. yeah, he had eleven rebounds, so a double double there. I think that was his second double double of the season or something like that. But he was great, and you think, okay, well, you know, Benny's that's it. The 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 switch has been flipped, but not the case. So. I don't know what to do. Coach doesn't know what to do other than put Malik Brown in. But think, thankfully, we have a Malik Brown. So, um, and, and Justin Taylor's not doing a terrible job at the three, I think. Um, you know, as he had that one game, too, that was the Bryant game, I think, when uh, Judah went out that he just went off on. But yes. I don't know. He refuses to rebound. And he's always <laughs> he's always getting ready for the for the uh, to to receive an assist, uh, but anyways, so Peter Carey that I missed. Okay, so we're not going to see Peter Carey um, the rest of the year. He had that same thing coming out of high school, and we talked about it here. And he was a little we were a little apprehensive of of what to even expect with him. And well, I mean, there you have it. He's getting the other knee operated on, and hopefully next year he'll get a medical red shirt and he'll be. He'll be fresh, 6'11", 200 pounds. I don't think it would. I don't think he really would have played regardless. No, I don't think so either. Not with Hema. But that reminds me too. Hema, dude, plays five minutes. He's got three fouls. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That's yeah. Jesse Edwards with four. So I mean, there's fouls to give at the center position, but I mean, Tech had that problem too, though. Tech had Syracuse. There was a point where Tech had. I want to say six or seven fouls and Syracuse had yet to give a personal foul in the second half. And I was like, how tech got into bad foul trouble because they Mutz and Bazili both had three and they both ended the game with four and Padula you're, you're at that point you're forced to be best on ball defender. If Couture's out at the top, he had three fouls. So Tech experienced that too. There was literally a point where Syracuse had like six or seven fouls um, less than Tech um, in the second half. Yeah, it all, all kind of evened out. It, but Cuse entered the double bonus with five minutes left. Dude, that so when I noticed that discrepancy, I don't know how many Tech had, but but Syracuse was already in the bonus. Uh-huh. And then you, if you notice, if you remember right, it was whistle, 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 whistle. Right, like, there was no whistles. There were very few and far between, and all of a sudden it was whistle, 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 whistle. And it's just the inconsistency of the officiating is just, it's just frustrating. Like, I almost don't care how it's called if it's if it's going to be the same on both ends of the floor. I mean, and that's just it. It's like you get lazy whistles, and then you're like, oh, well, the discrepancies, you know, eight to two. Well, we got to even that up. So right. we're just going to start calling everything all of a sudden. And it, it's like oh, the guys don't even know how to play. And that goes for both ways, too. I mean, there was there was times where tech got got whistled, and I thought, well, I mean, I don't know. I'm no, sure. there were a couple, and the dome let them hear it too. Um, where I remember one in particular, fast break. I don't remember who was going up for the layup, but I mean, like Darius Maddox put his hand on the guy's back, like ever so lightly, and they called an and one on the transition layup and I, everyone like started booing i was like wow like i even said on our broadcast and usually we don't talk about the refs on our broadcast just out of respect and i was like that that was a tic-tac foul right there like virginia tech just kind of got blessed with one on that yeah well i mean they, they got blessed for with a couple i think syracuse probably got blessed with a couple but the problem is is the inconsistency so right um anyway syracuse will move to 11 and 6 and four and two in the ACC, and they're they're still like in good shape. 
They're they're like a game and a half out of first or something in the ACC, which yeah, you know we've got some tough games coming up. Miami, UNC, got to play Virginia Tech at, again at in Blacksburg, and then UVA again. So, but that's at home. So, um, and then of course Duke later on in Clemson and Pitt again. <laughs> so it gets brutal. It gets brutal. But I'll take what I could get right now. I'm happy with it. Um, I I I meant to mix a little fan feedback in. So you know what? Let's just separate it. Quickly do uh, some fan feedback real quick, and then we'll get into our picks. Sounds good. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts on that game. You leave them. We talk about them here. I know it was late one last night, or a little bit late anyway, and you know, a, a win. It wasn't an exciting win, but you know, Virginia Tech made an effort at it. They did. They, they, you know, they. I would be lying if I didn't say that the their press and us trying to break the press didn't make me a little bit nervous. And there were some times where um, I felt like Virginia Tech missed some opportunities to really probably make some big plays during that. And thankfully, they didn't. Uh, top fan, Jesse. On Facebook, glad Malik been trending toward more playing time. He earned it. Really like the Joe Mintz, Benny Malik, and Jesse lineup. Uh, good defense helps us get easy offense. Um, yeah, like I said last night for me, it was it was that lineup, but with uh, Justin Taylor in there. And Justin Taylor didn't do a ton in 30 minutes, but 10 points, a couple rebounds, um, and a block. I mean. Well, know. and he's a threat too. They have to play him outside they, because they he do. can shoot. Yeah, they so do. It opens and he did. up. It opens everything up. Two for three, so yeah, not bad. Up uh, fan Dave on Facebook. <laughs> uh, if we had any chance at 19 regular season wins, this was a big one. We're still not a finished product, but heading in the right direction. Love the accidental Orangeman reference on the on the broadcast. Yeah, they they throw that out there by accident once in a while, and um, I didn't notice it to be honest with you. So. Um, look, we have to get these wins. As Syracuse fans, we have to have the, the this was a quad two win at home, which is good. And we got to get we got to get the ones we can get because there's a lot out there and we got to snag a couple that we shouldn't. But as long as we're doing what we're doing, I feel like we'll be in good shape and we'll see what happens. I mean, at the beginning of the year, if you told me they had a shot like this at this point in the season, we're, you know, we're more than halfway through now. I, I don't know if I would have believed you. Yeah. You know? It, I agree. And it's crazy. Yes. If you told me after losing to Bryant, Bryant. <laughs> like Colgate, whatever, because Colgate, I was like, all right, they're kind of decent. It, it stings, but it's so early, whatever. But after losing to St. John's, Bryant, and then just getting absolutely demolished at Illinois, I was like, wow, we are not a good basketball team right now at all. Um, and I, and uh, I even had the feeling, I was like, this might be one of the worst I've seen, or, or it might be the worst I've seen assembled. Like, I haven't seen them lose that bad like that. Then they just turned it on. Like, I don't think anyone thought they had a shot at Notre Dame. You win out the rest of the non-conference. Uh, you beat Cornell. I mean, they almost won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It would have been eight in a row if they didn't lose to Pittsburgh. And they almost won that Pittsburgh game. They were a, a shot away from winning that game. Yeah, and, and um, down, what were they down, 23 or something like that? Something stupid. Yeah, came all the way back, took care of business against BC and Louisville. So, yeah, you needed that Virginia Tech one, but, like, they're 4-2 and two in the ACC, and I don't think people understand how difficult that actually is to do. And your one loss, one of your losses is to a Virginia team that is ranked in the almost in the top 10 in the country, like a very good Virginia team who just dismantled North Carolina the other night, like – that's not even a bad loss, and you only no. lost it by single digits. Yeah, so it, I think Cuse is looking pretty good in the grand scheme of things. It was a quad. It was a quad one game. Mm-hmm. That game, and in it's not going to get. It's probably not going to get worse. The one thing I will say about this game, though, is that I kind of hope that the Hokies go on a little bit of a run to keep this thing a quad two. Cause if yeah. they drop in the net rankings anymore, it's going to be a quad three. And then now we're talking about an absolute game you had to win and not, and not kind of a trophy uh, win there. So um, I don't know what Couture's timeline looks like, but I, I guess it's a left elbow. 
right? So. He, he is, yeah, it's a elbow bruise, I guess. He is, he's practicing fully with the team. So it's, to me, it's like weird that he's not playing because hmm. he's fully practicing. And then, um, the other thing is, is uh, I mean, it really is. Of course, anyone's gonna say this, but it really is a completely different team with him. I mean, they were eleven and one, ranked in the top twenty-five. They beat North Carolina, like they were, they were doing great. And then Couture gets hurt, and they just fell off a cliff. It's a completely different team without him. So the sooner they get him back, the better they can hopefully try and catch up a little bit here, and hopefully it'll look good for Cuse as far as getting that win. Um, but. Yeah, I, it's a different team without him, so it really depends when he comes back or not. Top fan, Michael, on Facebook. Congrats to Malik, first of many double-doubles. Great to see multiple players with double-doubles. Jesse in one game. Feels like it doesn't happen very often in recent years. Great team effort all around. Um, well, how, when was the last time we had a, a decent, a really decent center? I mean, we always refer back to Raheem Christmas. But, I mean, it's been some time. So, Honestly, that was probably the last I know, like I know. real good one. I yeah. know. It's it's sad. Uh, you know, we used to have those guys all the time, you know, even in, in, in your days. Like, you know, they got the Onawakus, right? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. If, if he didn't get hurt, we'd have two national championships. <laughs> that's, hey, we, yeah. Yeah, they kept that a secret. I remember they kept that a secret that year, so we'd still get the one seed, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, anyways, yeah, I mean, look. Jesse's got to kind of get it together a little bit, but he's still really effective. I know coach is way harder on him than I'm going to be, but when you're grabbing 13 rebounds and you're scoring 13 points, I'm 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 okay with that. Obviously, only two blocks would be my biggest disappointment with Jesse yesterday. So, yeah. I mean, know. he still scored 13 points. That's not a bad <laughs> no, night by not. any means. It's not. But it's just the expectations. Of, yeah. of what you expect is a little bit higher on the point end because he was scoring at will quite a bit uh, right. in the beginning of the season. So uh, real quick from Patrick, totally different team when Malik Brown and Justin Taylor get some minutes. Uh, you know, I agree, but I'm always hesitant to say, okay, well, that should be the lineup because it's just a matchup thing. It's a, this We thought going into this game, this was a good matchup for Syracuse regardless. And, um, you know, it turns out it was, but it's going to be a constant, it's going to be a constant chess game all year with that. I think it depends on the matchup and what you're looking for. First of all, Benny's shown that he has the capability to play very well. So it's harder to say, oh, we're going to bench this kid. Oh, he's absolutely. shown that he can play well. Right. Yes. And then secondly, well, what are you looking for? Who are you playing? What's the matchup? Because if you need three point shooting, then you want Chris Bell on the floor instead of Malik Brown because Chris Bell is a way better three-point shooter than Malik Brown is. So it really depends on what you need, what well, you, the other team's offering, and what the matchup is. Syracuse always needs rebounds. And, well, <laughs> if you need rebounds, Malik's your guy. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so they always yeah. need rebounds because it's been years. They've just been terrible. And uh, I think that's been a problem. I mean, I remember years ago, at least three seasons ago, with us like tracking the rebounding where Syracuse was in the nation every game, and they were ter- they've been terrible. I said we stopped doing it because is they they hover towards the bottom. Yeah. Um, but you know they sneak a couple out if they can be be plus one plus five something like that. They they're not terrible. Uh, at Oil Cuse, we are good again. I've been telling y'all Brown is good. Was Benny still sick? Can we make the NCAA tournament? I think we have the talent to make a run. And the thing is to get in the tournament, right? Because no one's really going to be familiar with us. Plus, if we stay healthy, we're going to be um, a force, I think, by then. I've just, I do feel like this team's getting, they're just getting a little bit more comfortable. But, you know, there's some struggles. I Like I said, I expected the UVA game to be a little bit more lopsided. And Syracuse hung in, in Charlottesville, and it wasn't awful. You know, it was about what I expected. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I think uh, Benny was not sick anymore. Apparently, he might have been a little bit, little bit, maybe feeling something. But he had a good practice, so I don't know. And can we make a run? I think we can, but we got to get there, and that's the first step. So I think the thing holding them back is the non-conference. That's a bad non-conference. You you think so though? Really? I mean, what, I mean, what is the Col- the Colgate loss isn't as bad as people think. 
the Colgate loss isn't as bad as people think, um, because Colgate's probably going to win that conference. Yeah, if 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 all goes well for Syracuse, but that that you shouldn't have to play Richmond to overtime, and they look at those things. Um, the St. John's loss is fine, but St. John's is not doing that great at the moment. The Bryant loss is tough. Well, you, you're twelve and you, six. Yeah, you you needed that Bryant. It's at home. You shouldn't lose to Bryant. Um, Bryant. And then Illinois, again, it's the fashion that it happened. It's not that you lost to Illinois. Like, that's fine if you lost by single digits or even by 10 or 12 or whatever. Like, they they got dismantled. They lost by 30. That's tough. That stuff doesn't hold up well. They're not ranked anymore. Right. And they're, what, 11 and 6 right now? 11 and 5 right now. Right. They're eighth in the Big Ten. Bryant is, uh, I think, 11 and 6 right now. St. John's isn't doing great. And to be quite honest with you, um, Colgate's eleven and five, or excuse me, eleven and seven. So, out of the, it's not great. It's not, no, those aren't good losses. And it's, it's like, and and like, just to compare it to Tech, like I honestly feel that, man, if Syracuse only had Tech's non-conference, they'd be fine because in Tech's non-conference, they'd be. Um, Penn State, which is a quad one win right now, they their one loss in the non-conference was on the road at Charleston, who's ranked in the top 25. They beat Minnesota. They beat Dayton. They beat Oklahoma State. Like they, they have just better wins, and they don't have any bad losses. Their one loss was to a top 25 team. So, like, if you're Syracuse, I would kill to have that non-conference right now. And it's just, it's just a shame that the team took a second to gel because if they were playing like they are right now, I don't think they would have lost any of those games, to be honest. Out of all those games, despite the Colgate stuff of, of recent years, I want that Bryant game back so bad. Yes. Yes. Because, first of all, I just can't stand Grasso, and I just yeah. can't stand <laughs> that team. And it's just that that one left a bad taste in my mouth. Poor decisions all around. Uh, I would right. have liked. I would have liked to seen a better game there. Uh, let's do. Uh, let's do a couple more real quick. We're getting to Notre Dame at Q's Hoops ninety seven. Malik Brown is the future. That Benny Edwards Brown rotation was cool. However, appears Benny is not in a good place with the program. Well, I wouldn't we, say that. We, we exactly. We know what coach is doing, uh, and it's worked. It's worked, um, but it it's, it doesn't seem to be working that good right now but it has worked but he's not he look he's at the age where look he's gonna say whatever the hell he wants anyway so it doesn't it doesn't matter he's he's not trying to hurt feelings he's just trying to be honest like oh you're not playing good you're gonna get pulled um he's in a good place for the program and we know that because he's still having good practices and he's getting put on the floor to for the tip-off right and by the way for the second half too it just um you know got yanked quick so I don't know what the Benny thing is. It's almost like like you you know you've been doing this for a while now. When you're talking football, there's so many different aspects to talk about. When you talk about basketball, it's like we we just keep keep focusing on the same things all the time. It's right. just it's just so frustrating because at some point you run out of things to say about it, right? So <laughs> right. like I, I don't want to tell you the, the dude's just got to he's got to put more effort towards it. It just seems like it just seems like. From my perspective, it seems like he wants to show his talent on the shooting end of things, and he's not doing the things that he needs to be doing to help the team win and to be a good teammate. That's how it looks. I don't know if yes. that's, I'm not saying that's his intention, but that's to me how it looks. I don't think though that I think we know to he's say talented, that there's an though. internal problem within the program and no, like his no. relationship is with Bayheim is being tattered. Or I don't think that's it at all. I think Bayheim's not even trying to teach him a lesson, maybe more than anything, light a spark. Light a spark, or more it's than anything, that. like maybe we're reading way too far into it. And period, Malik Brown was playing better. And so you play Malik, like maybe in next game it could be completely different. If Benny knocks down a couple of those shots and maybe pulls down a board or two, it's a different story. Yeah. So it like it can change it can vary game to game. I don't think there's anything internal to worry about at this moment in time. Uh, and that brings us to this. At no Blanchard forty four. If Malik doesn't start next game, we riot. Keep <laughs> keep, keep your powder dry. Keep your powder dry. Um, <laughs> w- w- I I mean, 
like like Joe has convinced me. I, I don't care really care who starts. I care who who, yeah. who plays the game and, and how they do it. Right. Um, okay. The all-time series between the Orange and Notre Dame sits at 32 and 23 in favor of the Orange. The last time we met Notre Dame a few weeks ago, 62 to 61 win for Syracuse at Notre Dame. Mince, Gerard, Edwards, Bell, and Williams are starting five. Edwards with the 22 points I mentioned earlier and 16 rebounds. Gerard with 20 points in that game. Since playing the Orange, um, the Fighting Irish have gone three and six. They're one and five in conference play. The one ACC win coming last night against Georgia Tech, 73-72 uh, to 72 win in overtime. Dane Goodwin uh, lead, uh, led his team last night to victory with 19 points. Uh, Notre Dame, despite losing, uh, despite the losses, is they're a decent three-point shooting team, 37.7%, and they've got some shooters. And um, there's, uh, what's his name, Lashevsky and Goodwin, as I mentioned, but they're well. Tech was too until last night. So. That's true too. But in 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 you know I, we're just not used to that. So we have. I don't think people realize how hard it is for a team to come in and shoot in the dome. But it's like in the Final Four that happens because you're playing the depth perception in a football stadium. They spend extra time working on that. Like a lot of the time for for to put this like this is like kind of like an inside scoop thing. Tech got there the day before the game immediately after checking into the hotel went and did shoot around at the dome. Then again, shot around the next morning. Then shot around afternoon. Then shot around a third time. Maybe they were tired, right Gio. Before the game. What's that? Maybe they were tired. No, I think it's that they were trying <laughs> to get used to that. I don't think. I don't think when you go to. I don't think if Tech's going to play at UVA, they're doing shoot around the night before, the morning of, afternoon, and then again before the game. I think they were trying to get used to shooting in the dome. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. for guys, they have so many young guys that have never played in the Dome. Tech hadn't played in the Dome since 2019. Okay. So, I I, I mean, I, I could be wrong on that, but I think teams can struggle to shoot in the Dome, especially if guys are there that have never played there before. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. We, we've heard a little bit of the depth perception of, of, of shooting from deep there. And, you know, look, sometimes we just, like, like Coach said, Okay, when we're talking about guarding the three-point line last night, I don't know if it was so much that as that just Virginia Tech just didn't have a good shooting night. They, they just yeah. didn't. They had some open ones at the end. They had they had chances to knock down, and they just didn't do it. And Padula had a bad night all around. He's not that you – know, like you expect a guy like him to hit more than what he did. Yeah, he's averaging 17 points a game, the team's leading scorer. I mean, they Tech cut it all the way down to 10 – and then they missed three mm-hmm. open threes. And mm-hmm. Bayheim even said, like, they were open shots. Yeah. We just, the tech just didn't hit them. Yeah. So, yeah. But the one thing I'll say about this Notre Dame game before we just uh, get into picks here, because there's not much that's different from, from this team as, as before. They just, they, ca- they came in, they came in six and one when Syracuse went uh, um, and played them. And they lost a close game. The games have been tight with Notre Dame, no matter where they're played. And I kind of expect the same thing. But Notre Dame is 166 in the net rankings right now. So it's a quad four game. And this is, you want to talk about a must win early in the season. And and just to piggyback on what Gio was saying about the non-conference schedule. Like this is one that would, would show up really ugly. Um, if, if you're on the fence, you know, if you're on the bubble, you're, this is showing up ugly. You, you have to have this game at home. It's Saturday at seven o'clock. Uh, I expect, you know, if, if you despise Notre Dame, if you, if you just can't stand Notre Dame the way I do, then you'd be there making some noise. And I just feel like Saturday at seven o'clock is a little bit of a tall order, but you know, get there and make some noise and be disruptive, and we'll see what happens. But uh, how do you feel about this team? Um, you know, going they they start strong. They they've struggled ever since Syracuse beat them. They've been struggling. I mean, it's just it is what it is. Ever since they hit conference play, bro, they've they've been struggling um, too. So and before that, but but they, I don't know what it is, and I, I haven't watched enough of them personally to to diagnose anything, but. Uh, you know, uh, lost to Marquette, lost to Georgia, um, which Georgia's a decent team. They're they're twelve and four right now. So, um, but you look at 
the the losses to you know, Florida State. I mean, that's not gonna look great on their resume. So, um, I don't know anything to add to Notre Dame as far as as far as what they've been doing. Well, I think first and foremost, it'll be kind of cool to see JJ Starling make his dome debut. Oh well, that's, uh, I mean, he, that's he true. played. I mean, yeah, we already played against them, but now he's coming home. He's right. playing in the dome. Geez, you'd hate to see if you're a Syracuse fan that light a fire under this kid's butt because he's already dropping almost 13 points a game. He's their second leading scorer. So, um, you know, I could see him go out there and drop close to 20 just because, you know, if you're coming home, what mm. like it was like last night. I like grew up in Syracuse and I got to call a game in the dome and it was like it just it, there was just an extra special feel to it. I can't imagine on a different level if you're an athlete. Like, were you, you gotta, were you there last night? Yeah, we called the game for our student radio and and uh, for uh, so Virginia where are Tech. you now? I'm home. I'm in Syracuse. I'm going oh, back are. to Blacksburg. Yeah, I'm 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 going back to Blacksburg oh, this weekend. Oh wow, dude, much appreciate you taking time. Oh, at, yeah, at course, home man. to do this. Oh, of course. Jeez, of I course. didn't know that. Wouldn't have bothered you. No, no, I'm I'm glad okay. I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you hit me up. But no, but but Jay Lit, JJ being in the dome could be something. Um, you know, other than that though, Dane Goodwin. He he's a, he's a pretty good shooter. I mean, he's shooting the ball forty four percent from three and forty five percent from the field. It it doesn't get more consistent than that, to be honest with you. So, um, I think Syracuse is the better team, but the, again, Notre Dame is a team that plays tough defense too. Um, they're going to keep it to a lower scoring game. I don't think Syracuse can drop eighty two again. That's just a tall task. Yeah. Um, but. I don't, I don't, I don't see it as like a trap game. It's at home too. I would feel a lot worse about it if we were at Notre Dame again. Uh, I would too, and I was glad to get out of there with a win and have that game be behind us. And you know, I wasn't, to be honest with you, I wasn't looking forward to this one on the schedule, um, just being what it is. So, um, just because these games always take a little bit of life out of you. I mean, let's be honest. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, look. I think they win this game because they have to win this game. And I feel Who, like, Notre Dame or Q? No, Syracuse. Syracuse. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, Syracuse. Oh, uh, they both have to win this game. Yes, That's absolutely. what I'm saying. They yeah. both need this. <laughs> yeah, bad. yeah. Uh, that, good point. But for me, it's going to be way worse for Syracuse to lose this game than Notre Dame. I mean, let's be honest. Notre Dame is... There are a couple. There are a few losses away from 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 looking to next season. I mean, let's be right. honest. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, Syracuse is not. The Syracuse, right. I think, just has more to play for in this and to not have this blemish on their record. So, uh, last game, like I mentioned, 62 to 61. Um, I think they score a little more. I'm going to say 72. I'm going to say 72, 70. Syracuse. Uh, You stole mine. (laughs) Did I really? Uh, Yeah. No, I'll switch it up. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 70. And I'm going to say 65 free throws at the end. Just kind of pull it apart. But it's closer than that the whole way. And honestly, I think Cuse ends up having to come back a little bit at the end, too. We know Syracuse has been a second half team. They've played better in the second half. You especially saw it at Virginia. They trailed by as many as 23 and cut it down to uh, just a couple of possessions away from, you know, being. Yeah, they made a they made a run. They made a run. I think they have to make a run. I think Notre Dame wins the first half. Cuse comes out firing in the second half. Cuse is down by, you know, five to six. That's the thing. When it's a low scoring game, it never really gets too far apart as far as the gap goes. But sometimes five points can feel like 20. Yeah, depending on how the game's going, it's def- I think it's one of those. It's definitely not a comfortable lead in a game right. like that. Right. So you know, um, I think Cuse is down by like five. Get things together in the last ten minutes and uh, end up winning it at the free throw line, seventy sixty five. Does Joe Girard continue with his scoring stint? I mean, I think, he, I think he has to. He has to, right? The reason I say yes, he does, is because now he just showed me and everybody. That it, he doesn't have he's to got, do it. If he's cold from three, he has other ways he can do it. He's multidimensional. He's multidimensional. He's hitting those mid-range. He had a handful of nice drives, a couple of and ones. Um, and the crazy thing is, too, if he would have hit his free throws, he would have had more points. He missed three free throws out of the four he, that he shot. 
So uh, he could have had 27, 27 points. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Judah's just got to be doing Judah. And, and, and the thing about him is, is he's always consistent. There's not yes. a moment I've sat here and been like, you know, I wish Judah would, would play like he did against whatever. No, it's just right there. And it's, I wish the one thing I wish about Judah that I think holds him back, especially from like the NBA game, is he can't hit a three. He's not a three-point shooter. He's not, but the, the Nowadays, way he hand, you have to be. I understand that, and maybe that keeps him here longer, and I'm maybe. fine with that. No, nah, I, I bet he'll still leave. He just won't. <laughs> he'll just he'll just be in the G League, unfortunately. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, guaranteed <laughs> guaranteed money, and to be able yeah. to do that, yeah, of course. So, and and that's the world we live in now. It's just different. But mm-hmm. um, I I hope uh, just for the sake of argument that he he stays another year, and um, you know. Doesn't get too good. We just want him to be, you know, we want him trending up, but we don't want him, you know, going completely vertical on us. So right now, uh, what is what is sports turning into? If we're asking our players not to be too good, even in football, I would say <laughs> yeah, the right? argument is in football they're not going to leave for the NFL. No, now they'll just transfer out. Look at Jihad Carter and Deuce Chestnut. Damian Alford, by the way, Damian Alford took himself out of the portal. Today. He did. He did. Uh, Nick Monroe is is gone to Minnesota. And, I saw that. And he's going to be co-defensive coordinators there. Uh, he's going to be a co-defensive coordinator. And, well, you know, that doesn't surprise me. It's a promotion. So what? The, the, my point of even mentioning this is, because I was going to blow by it, but uh, is that Syracuse football in particular is a stepping stone for coaches, but it is a development program for the players. They're taking three stars, turning them into four stars, and then they're taking up, then they're leaving. Yeah. So you got guys, you know, you got Deuce Chestnut going to that, one, um, that to that LSU. Was a, that was a punch in the gut. Those two leaving, one's going to Ohio State and one's going to LSU. That makes me yeah. like, wow. So if we don't have the money, the NIL money to pay these guys, anybody that's John, good is just going to leave. John Wildhack's asking for people to donate to collectives. Yeah, it's that's like, come on, bro. Why don't crazy. you donate? The, the, the game is changing. The sport yeah. is changing. Yeah, it's and, insane, and not for the better. I don't think. I think it's better for the athletes, but it's definitely not better for fans, especially for schools like Syracuse. They just geographically it's, don't hold the power that some of these other places hold. It's and, bad for Syracuse. Yeah, yeah, it's bad for Syracuse. And it's and, good for schools like USC. You're in the yeah, craziest in, NIL market you could ever be in. You're yeah. in Los Angeles. Yeah, you get there's money all over the place in places like that. Or Miami. It's Miami. Good for yeah, exactly. Yeah, even like Georgia Tech being in Atlanta. I wouldn't be shocked if Georgia Tech with the right coach all of a sudden is decent in a couple of years. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You bring up Miami. That's the spot, bro. That's the spot. If I'm a kid yeah. and, I, and I got collectives after me, am I Miami? Okay, I, mean, I can do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, Ohio State's the prestige. You know. Yeah. So, uh, oh, not not exactly yeah. the best environment. But anyway, uh, I want to thank you, Gio, for uh, coming on, buddy. Really. Uh, really, really bailed me out tonight, and uh, we love you. Uh, this is the, we've had you co-host uh, just just playing around with me, you, and Joe before, but uh, this was this ran pretty damn smooth, pretty awesome. So yeah, I, I really I appreciate, appreciate it. And uh, it, had I known you were home visiting your parents, I feel like a jerk, but I, I wouldn't. Nah, I've I wouldn't been have here for a you. month. It's all good. Oh, okay. Well, I don't care then. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, look. Uh, we are going to check out now. I appreciate all of you for listening. Thank you so much. If you would, uh, go ahead and give us a, a review on iTunes. If you feel so obliged, if you got something nice to say, say it. If you don't, then just never mind. But uh, I want to thank Gio again. And this time, for Gio, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. There we go. There we go.